What's up, everybody? New episode of OG Jeremiah Talks today. This episode is different. It is a very unique episode because unlike most episodes where we talk about three things, we dedicate the entire show to one thing, the social dilemma on Netflix. This thing rocked our worlds this week. Me more so than Aaron, because as you'll find out, I learned how bad my relationship with social media was. And that's what we dedicate the whole episode to. So let's, I'm, I'm, that's it. That's the intro. Also, we have new hoodies available that have our dog's face on them. If you're interested in that, go to our website, ojeremiah.com. Hopefully soon we will be able to announce shows at some point. I don't know. Who knows when that's going to happen. But until then, we have this podcast, Ojeremiah Talks, about the social dilemma. Let's go. I wanted to be you talking on the intro. I do get together. Yeah. You just said the word monk fruit to me. Yeah. I think that's a good place to start. Sure. I've got a new seasonal coffee thing that I like. Oh, it's seasonal. Well, it feels seasonal. Here's why. Coffee. Yeah. Nut pod creamer. It's a blend of... Almond milk and coconut milk, which is nice because I don't like both of those separate in coffee. That's what a nut pod is? I don't know. Pod? No, no. That's what it's called. I I opened our fridge. There was a a bottle of something called nut pod. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't for me. Oh, okay. But I was confused as to what those things were. I don't... I like black coffee, but sometimes I just like need a little something extra to get me through the day. And so I use that creamer. Because it's just good. And then I got this monk fruit sweetener that's supposed to be like the best kind of sweetener. What's a monk fruit? Uh, yeah. No clue? Yeah. You're just like, give me, give me I, it. it. It felt safe. It was on Thrive, so that gives me comfort that it's like not bad for you. It reminds me of stone fruit. That's a thing. That's like a tasting note in coffee. And I'm like, no one knows what that is. No one knows what a stone fruit is. Uh, well, a stone fruit is like an, it's like you, a peach or like... Like that has like a a stone in it, like a magic yeah, like stone? where the seed is like, yeah. Now I, I don't really know what I'm talking about, but anyways, I do that in my oh, coffee. Wait, it's any fruit with like no. A, see, that's what that's what I was afraid was going to happen. Mm. I don't want you to say a definitive thing because I don't know for sure. So let let's it be do, on record. No, Aaron says that, no. Stop. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. Okay, okay let's just move on. I mean, we but, could but look then, it up. Okay, so the monk fruit, the nut pod, nut pod. Just let me get this coffee out. Go ahead. And then today I did a dash of cinnamon. And there's my seasonal coffee. What season are we in? This is my least favorite season. The in-between summer and fall is my least favorite season. I like it because you're looking forward to it. No, I I want it to be here because Starbucks is telling me fall is here, but outside is telling me that summer is here. This weekend... One of them needs to make up their mind. This weekend is going to change, and you need to stop acting like... The weather's against you. The weather is against me. I am I am a victim of the weather. No, you're and not. The summer. Can you quit? And you're, everything. It, this summer was very mild. It was a very mild summer. It was a very nice summer. Yeah. And, but um, my favorite season is fall. And your boy is ready. I He's know. He's ready. But, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm that's all little, I'm trying to say. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty irritable today because of the... Uh, we're getting new windows in our apartment, which is exciting because our windows are terrible and old. But like of all days that they're deciding to come, we just got notified that they're going to be here tomorrow. And that's the day that I teach all day. 
Yes, and you I of can, all you days are radiating of the week. fuss. Yeah, for it's sure. so irritating. For sure, you're ra- radiating fuss, and it. Oh. Yeah, no, and we don't we don't have control over it because we live in an apartment. Yeah, and it's like they tell us to move all of our stuff out of the way so they can replace the windows, but I'm like, how much space do you need? And I tried to tell the guy like, hey, can you come on Wednesday? And he legitimately doesn't speak English, so I can't communicate with him because mm. I don't, you know. So I, I just, um, it just feels like we have no control over it, and I can, I definitely get why that's frustrating. Yeah, because I just want it to be done I because be... I can't record until they do all this stuff. And here's the thing. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's not. But you can still schedule when you record on a different day. I'm just. I'm, you are not the only person that has to suffer from no, the windows I know. getting changed. No, but what I'm trying to say though is that like, I'm. Am I going to be excited that we have new windows this weekend? Whenever we can just like crack one open, whenever it's in the 50s at night. Yeah. So we just have to get through it. Why am I being such a turd? I'm you just, are, You kind of are. I'm you, kind of. I'm just. I'm just irritable. Yeah. Sometimes you. I just tagged you in a post, um, which goes very hand in hand with what we're uh, talking about today. But it's this. Uh, you just tagged me in like a like a fuss post. Yeah, a Nathaniel Strange Planet or whatever it's called. What uh, did he it say? Do- he draws these little alien cartoons. I love it. And him. one of them is just like sitting there mad, and the other one is in the <laughs> back like, "Are you in a bad mood?" And she's like, "Yes." And I said she. It doesn't really reveal the gender, but I'm assuming you're the one. Um, but. Uh, and the joke is, I don't know why it's not you. And the guy's like, I didn't think it was me. <laughs> like I'm awesome. <laughs> and that's just. Kind oh, of, can you you tagged me in it I already? Tagged you, okay. in it. you you just sometimes I'm a that. big thing in our marriage that I still am the same level of knowing how to handle it as the day we met is sometimes you're mad for no reason and I cannot not <laughs> make it about me. <laughs> There's no way I can yeah, be like, you actually, it. you know what? This this isn't me. You take it personally. But you've gotten better at that because I've had an instance of that happen recently. Right. And you were just like totally fine. Sure. I had something I was talk- going to talk to you about today. We just released a Noodles hoodie. That's exciting. Can we talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about it. We, we just launched a Noodles hoodie. This I would say of all the merch we've ever done, this is the one that feels the most for us. Yeah, I'm buying. We're both yes. buying one. Because we want, we've always wanted a hoodie. We've always wanted, uh, like I love illustrated designs. I think Lauren Rocket designed this um, this hoodie, and I just love the style of an artist drawing the design instead of like going into Photoshop and whatever. Like I just love illustrations, and to see yeah. noodles our our pup on a hoodie is just like a dream to me. Well, all of her hair, like yeah, whenever it's just like drawn out like that. It's yeah. just her essence for sure. Um, we only have what, we only have one thing to talk about today. I was hoping we could uh, that we're gonna oh, make, yeah, we're today, gonna shake it up today. It's just gonna be a little bit different just for today. Just for today because we can we go ahead and start it? Yeah. Okay. What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. You went to a porch hang one night this week Mm -hmm. and I was left to my own devices and I went down a Netflix rabbit hole of a documentary called the social dilemma. how did you find it? I don't know. I was looking for a music documentary. Because I don't think it's like in the forefront, is it? No, I think it's about to be though. I think this is about to be like the talked about documentary. When did it release? I don't know. Because it talked about COVID. It talked about COVID. So it's new. Yeah. But 
so I was going through and there was something about it that just, just let's back up even a little bit further. The last two months I have been suffering with the closest thing I've ever experienced to depression. I don't struggle with depression ever. Like I've, I have no history of it, mm-hmm. but the last two months, especially I have felt not just down in the dumps, but I felt like comparative to everything, not knowing that's the feeling I was feeling. You said, uh, I feel lost. I feel lost. You told me that last week and I was like, oh. Which is a sentence I've never said, well, I think. That's the first time you've ever been able to identify it in the past like two months of like identifying the feeling. Yes. I said, I feel lost. And the other way I illustrated it was, I feel like I'm in the middle of open water and it's night. So I have no idea. That sounds terrifying. And it that's how I feel. And I didn't know why. I thought it was because, you know, we released a record and we didn't get to tour it. So I thought identity it was identity like, crisis. I thought it was identity crisis because we haven't played music. But that was, that was the main thing that you thought it was. That was the main thing I thought it was. And then we got hired to play a wedding, and the wedding made me feel like we were back at it. But that joy erased like immediately. So something else was going on. I couldn't really figure out what it was. And then I looked on my screen time, and my average screen time is like two hours a day of my phone. And my screen time had jumped up to like four and a half. And I didn't realize I had made that jump so drastically. Mm -hmm. And I also did not connect those two things. Because I feel like two is pretty good. I feel like two is good too. Four and a half does not feel good to me. Okay. So you go to your porch hang. I am really trying to get out of my funk and I want to watch a music documentary. Yeah. So I want to see, I just watched Sound City. So I was like, I want to feel like Sound City again. Because again, I think I miss music. So I'm like, give me more music thing. Yeah. So I, I go on Netflix and I'm looking and... I type in documentary and the social dilemma comes up yep. and I'm like, well, I mean, maybe I'll just start this cause I couldn't find a music documentary that was like resonating with me. So I click on it and it may have, it's too soon to say, changed my perspective on the internet completely and where, what my relationship with the internet is. Hmm. So I appreciate that you said may have because uh, documentaries are known for just like changing your perception really like just within watching it and so it's like it's nice that you're doing the work on the outside of it and not just like taking it at at face value every time i watch a documentary there's a at least some part of it that is like hollywooded up to change your perspective like i mean even and this one was too yeah like it's like dramatic and whatever like it's biased in some way it wants you to believe something in some way right Mm mm-hmm so I don't I haven't done enough of the work to know how much of it I'm going to carry with me. But right now mm-hmm. I feel like something in me is changing with my relationship to social media specifically. Well, if you're saying that your average was 2 hours per day and then you realized recently that it was four and a half, then maybe you were just in a slump and didn't realize it. Yes. And the thing that the the documentary revealed to me is that so maybe th- what I'm saying is maybe the documentary just woke you up to the fact that you were in a slump and you didn't know it. Right. But it's a I see the things that the documentary pointed out some of the ways 
I slip into a slump with social media. Oh, you figured out how you got there. Yes. Yeah. The the thing I want to make sure I say up front is this is not going to be a podcast where the two of us talk about you have to delete social media because the thing I kept feeling in the documentary was we have to be on social media because we're yeah. musicians. Our career and a new show I'm really into right now literally got has was completely supported because of social media. Right. Yeah. So I, this is not like I don't think the answer is everyone delete Facebook and Instagram. I think that that is a a very outlandish thing to say because we live in a world run by that. There's no way we can just delete it. And this is also I want to say somebody that watched the documentary two days ago that is figuring out how what, I want to change yeah, what it looks because this is all personal preference. Yes. Of what works for your life. Yes. I think. And I think for us, knowing that we have to have a relationship with social media. Yeah. How do we do it in a way that's healthy and do it in a way that um, promotes good mental health, but also promotes connectivity? Yeah, because like th- social media has been helpful, I would say, during the pandemic stuff. But at the same time... I completely understand why someone would want to delete their account. Of course. it It's, yeah, man, it's hard. I, I, I see both sides of it because last year I took a month off of it. Yeah. At one point, and that was like just like a reset of like just making sure I can do that. That's cool. And then now I just try to like monitor how much I'm consuming it. But yeah, the... The documentary didn't affect me as deeply as it did you. Because I have a bigger problem with it than you do. Okay. So I w- the, so the basically the documentary essentially is all of these Silicon Valley people that used to work at these big tech companies. And they're higher ups at these big... Higher ups, yeah. like main designers. Like yeah. one of them is one of the early designers of Instagram. There was like someone that invented... The like button. The like button. Someone that invented yeah. the YouTube algorithm. And all of them left those companies yeah. because they saw it going in a way that is dangerous for humanity. And the thing that struck me the most, I think, is like even the guy that created the like button is how they all end up saying... You know, when we started this, we it was all just like, hey, how do we how do we show support? Like the like button, the foundational reason for creating it was just like, let's how can we show support for people like the, like a loving, caring way to do this? And then they're like, I had I known that people would become obsessive over how many they got and it would like determine a teenager's like self-worth. I we wouldn't have done it. Like we didn't know it was going to turn into this. The 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 line he says in the documentary is it's literally we invented the like button to spread more joy there on the go. internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And holy cow, did it not do that? I know it's and maybe it did at first, but then it just kind of spiraled and the the whole like wanting to get surgery or whatever to like look like your filter. Yeah, okay, so... It's really sad to me. So the documentary is broken up into different sections Mm -hmm. where it talks about, like, big problems with social media and how social media sort of, like, fuels the flames of those problems. One of them is, like, teenagers get on stories 
and are like posting these pictures of themselves, not getting the likes they want, they delete the picture and like change their face, put a filter on it, yeah. get more likes. So they're like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to look like. Oh, man. So it's like immediate validation for a funny face that you make on. Totally. And they're saying now that teenagers want to get plastic surgery to look more like their filters. And that, so that in itself sounds 1984 to me. That sounds like Brave New World nonsense to me. But I totally get it. Yeah, if that's that's the only thing you know. Yes. I have such a hard time when I shave my beard because I see more of my face when I do it. Mm -hmm. And I do think that we all kind of suffer from like a light form of body dysmorphia. And that when we see mirrors, you're like, oh, wait, that's not what I look like. What's it's like? It's a struggle for everyone, I think, because we look at ourselves in our phone way more, yeah, than we used to do it, right? Yeah. So I do think that that's a real thing, and that is something that like I'm trying to navigate for myself. Yeah. Like after I after I watched the documentary, first thing I did was shave my beard to like to test yourself to test myself. Well, and it's also um, it's crazy because they mentioned, you know, are we the last generation like you and I that will have known what life was like before this. Like, yes, because the generations that are coming up now, like they're, they're born into this. So they, they won't know what it's like without it. Right. And I remember the day I got a Facebook account. I was at my friend, Will Sullivan's house. Okay. I logged into it immediately. I was hooked immediately. Yeah. And I remember the only reason I got off is because he had dial up and his mom had to make a phone call. So I had to log off. Yeah. So how old were you whenever you got it? I don't remember, but I remember in South Mississippi, we still had dial up. So it was like early 2000s probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I, I went to girls state (laughs) in high school, which is a whole different podcast. Um, We'll get there. Hated that. (laughs) Uh, Wasn't for me. But anyways, I made a lot of friends though. And they were like, oh my gosh, you don't have a Facebook. And I was like, no. And so they all convinced me to get one. And then I remember I like went on a mission trip that summer as well. And then everyone was like, oh, my goodness, you need to get a Facebook. And so I so I ended up getting one. But then I didn't get an Instagram until I, I knew you. And that was like – I was already in college for a few years before I did that. Yeah, and then I haven't – I also haven't gotten any other accounts like since then. Yeah. So I feel like I've had – I mean, I think I have room for improvement 1,000%. I know I do. But for the most part, I feel like I have a pretty healthy balance with how much I check or the amount of stuff that I consume. Yeah, and I think I think that there's two ways to look at it. Or I'm maybe I, I like analogies. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be in physical shape. So the extreme being Dwayne The Rock Johnson being delete all social media, have a brick phone mm-hmm. and like, you know, or still use a rotary phone, you know, yeah. like that's how unplugged you are. Yeah. But there are people that literally just need to go on walks. And that version of the Internet is like, hey, maybe get your screen time down to two hours a day, whatever. Mm. For me, I'm not trying to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson of the Internet. This is a very murky analogy. Yeah, I don't know. Um but I want to get to the point where I'm taking care of myself for the sake of the long-term health benefits. Because what you re- realize is that the funk that you've been in is that you were just 
For your own personal sake, you were on it too much. Yes. And both of my downfalls, they yeah. address in the documentary. Okay. One of them is the algorithm. My, my time suck is YouTube. Okay. And it's hard for us because we are filling that space with our own content. Yeah, because we're asking people to stay on all these platforms. Yes. For so, us. So there's no way we could say in good conscience, hey, delete all your social media because we want people to use social media because it gave us a career. Right. So what I do, I'm on YouTube. I'm checking our viewers or whatever, you know, just like keeping up with statistics. And the YouTube algorithm mm -hmm. shows you things it thinks you will want to click on. So that turns into suggested videos. And that turns into suggested videos. Okay. okay. And the next thing you know, you started out watching a Dave Grohl drum off video. Uh -huh. The next thing you know, you're on a flat earth conspiracy video. Oh, wow. Because it shows you things to keep you on the platform so it can make money selling ads. Do you remember the last time I got on a YouTube trail? I was, we were in the studio with JD and Cody and I was like, have y'all ever seen the Phil Collins, uh, the deer video, <laughs> the deer video of, of the drum fill. And uh, then it suggested like two other videos of that. And then it was like someone falling downstairs that yes. was like the same thing. And man, I fell for that. I just thought it was so great. Then it was just videos of people falling because they thought they knew I would enjoy that. How could you not? And I was like, oh, I, I'm a sucker for those. How could you not? Because YouTube isn't really, I don't really hang out in YouTube a lot. Well, but. that same algorithm is on every platform in yeah. some way. Yeah. I mean, it's how I found a eight-year-old violinist playing the Moana theme song. Well, and it's how it's how people find us. Yeah, and you yeah, you want that to happen. You want you want to be discovered by the algorithm. Mm -hmm. So what's the other way that it gets you? Uh sorry, let me let me finish chasing Oh, yeah, this yeah, sorry. So in the documentary, they talk a lot about how that thing is one of the reasons we're so divided as a as a culture, as a country, as a globe, mm -hmm. is because you get as after you watch one flat earth conspiracy video, you're going to want to watch 10 more. And the next thing you know, you think the earth is flat because these tiny convincing videos start to slowly sway you. And it showed this video of this like famous basketball player apologizing for becoming a flat earther. And he blames it on the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. And I totally get that. I have been like, I have seen the pandemic COVID video stuff. Like I've seen that stuff. I could see on a bad day where I'm looking for any form of control in my life or any form of understanding, get falling for something like that. Yeah. And it talks about how those algorithms are creating the divide politically on COVID misinformation on, you know, basically why we can't agree on anything now is because of all of these weird algorithmic uh, pull, push and pulls that happen. Yeah. So that's my one thing that, that's my main thing that has been causing my like blues, I guess, um, is that I will go down these rabbit holes and lose hope. Mm -hmm. And all I'm trying to do is watch a video of a guitar solo. Mm -hmm. And the next thing you know, Joe Rogan will have a video come up about being a flat earther. And the next thing he's not a flat earther, but that's an example. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm watching all these COVID conspiracy videos. Okay. And that's, that's, the brain was not meant to handle that, yeah. I think. Uh, 
can I tell you what I fall for? I wish you would, yeah. So Instagram is my downfall. I can usually, I'll scroll through Facebook for too long, which is annoying, and I don't get anything from it. Like, I just do it. Yeah. And then Instagram, though. Okay, here's my comparison. And you might not relate to this because you don't enjoy it as much as I do, but maybe there's something that you like. As soon as I hear about the pumpkin spice latte is back. You get hype. I get excited. I th- I imagine myself with one. Yeah. And it and it, you get that excitement, okay? Yep. I actually get the thing, and yes, it's delightful, but the anticipation for it was a little bit better than the actual experience for some reason. A hundred percent of the time. And I don't understand that. Um, that and that's like a psychological thing I don't get. Anyways, but when I'm on Instagram, and if I go through. Uh, this is where I know I'm in trouble is whenever I start watching everyone's stories. Yeah. Because I follow a lot of like bloggers that I really like love and I take their recommendations on just about anything. Like I love like seeing what kind of product they're into because I'm a sucker for product. So as soon as I click through everyone's Instagram stories, I have that same anticipatory feeling of getting the metaphorical like PSL of like, I could be doing that. Yeah. And it would be fun. It's FOMO. Like forced FOMO. A little bit of FOMO. And so I'm like, like someone will just post maybe like a, um, they're drinking a glass of wine, a candle's lit, and they're just like Friday night. I don't know. Like something very simple. Yeah. And he's like practicing piano. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that looks so peaceful and nice. Yeah, and you feel like you're missing out or like where but, you're at isn't enough. Yes, but then whenever you actually do the thing that you think that you wanted, it's it's just not the same. Yeah. And so that's where I fall victim to social media is just going through the story thing of like being like, oh man, I need, I want to do that. Yeah. So I try, I try not to do that in my own stories. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. And I've seen... I've but I probably people, do. I've seen people just sitting around looking bored, and they will do take a story of themselves looking so stoked and being like, oh my gosh, can't believe I'm having this wonderful day in the park. And then they go like right back to being bored as soon as they do this. Like, yeah. it's, it almost, you know, like it's a cliche at this point to say it is your highlight reel, but that's exactly what it is. And mm. no matter how much I know that in my brain, yeah, it does not compute when I'm looking at all these people looking way happier than I do. Yeah. I'm still like, oh, they're happier than me. They're happier than me. They're happy. Like comparing myself to other people is, is my biggest problem personality wise, I would say. And Instagram is a comparative machine. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes it's, sometimes it can be fun. Cause like, do you remember, do you remember that time that I, Use my cheese making kit. It was so fun. And you came in there, and I was like, I'm just going to document all of it just for the heck of it. I put my nose in and the dough. And then you put your nose in the dough, and I don't know that you would have done that had I not done a video of it. No, I know. And that's my whole purpose of us sitting down and talking about it is because... When do you know you're using it for the right reasons? That's what I'm trying to find out. Because I, our whole career lives in social media. How can we build a better world with social media? Because I think social media has the potential to be a very good thing. 
it also has the potential to be a very bad thing. How do we fix our relationship with it? I think you can work out too much. I think, you know, like there's so many examples of this, of this where you can do too much of it and hurt yourself in some way. Yeah. My other downfall that we were talking about, my, my first was the algorithm rabbit holes. The, my second huge one is ads. So Google, oh my gosh, I walk in there wanting to buy something all all the the time. time. You, I'll be, oh man, you're like, hey, add to the budget next month that I want this. Yes. And I'm like, okay, babe, but you don't need that. Every time you Google something, every time, if you use Gmail, Gmail uses it. Uh, So one of the, one of the things that really made my stomach hurt in the documentary, and that's how I know that it was hitting home for me, is it said, the only two forms, the only two outlets, or how do you say this? The only two businesses that use the term users are the internet and drugs. Like drug users, internet users. Like the term users for customers. Does that make sense? I mean, there's usernames. No, no. No, I mean like... Sorry. Yeah. You, no, I mean I'm... Like you are a user of social media. Like that is the term. Like, so that's how they categorize how many... Like what the customer is, is a user. Okay, okay. Um, Just like drug addicts or user. I don't, maybe that's not clear. They have a... a beer- no, I see what you're saying. I, I was just literally... You said the word and I was like, where have I seen it? Yeah. And but, I was just telling you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But... And the reason why is because we're not the customer. We are the thing. How do how did it say this? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're not the customer. We're the product. We're the product, yeah. Because we the way they make money Cuz we're making them money is they sell ads to us and we and we buy the thing. And it it knows I didn't the thing that I didn't know is that it knows how long you look at something. Yes. So it tracks that. Yes. So Google, Facebook, Instagram, they track every single thing you do on your phone. Because it'll see if you see an ad that doesn't really work for you and you like scroll straight past it, then it, it's like then oh, it'll, that's it'll very be like, unlikely. okay, well, I'm yeah. not going to do that to her again. But if like my favorite clothing company, Buck Mason. Mm-hmm. If I click on a Buck Mason ad, yeah. I get a I get Buck Mason ads out the wazoo forever and all of these other companies with the same type of clothing with yeah. the same price point. Yeah. With the same style and also the same models. Uh-huh. So like it is legitimately targeted to me cuz it knows that is what I'm likely to click on. So those companies are paying Facebook to show me those ads. For sure. Like one time I entered a giveaway for you. Yeah. And it was like a, a fancy camera. Yeah. And I never saw any ads for it because it was like, that doesn't really match her algorithm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Isn't that weird though? Yeah. It's like it knew that I almost did that for someone else. Yeah. And I think there is, if you watch the documentary, it does a way better job explaining this because we're two musicians learning in real time. Yeah. But it has this narrative throughout the documentary to help kind of like illustrate the points that they're making. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of the, the main guy, kid in it, uh, he like tries to get off his phone mm-hmm. and the algorithm tries to f- send him ads to keep him engaged on his phone. Cause the longer he's on his phone, the more money that platform makes. Mm-hmm. And w- another really powerful quote they 
have in the documentary is if you're not paying for a service, you're the product. Like you're not paying for, like you're not a customer. You are the thing being sold. Yeah. And the thing, like they used it in like the fictional narrative that they had going in the background, but there was um, a part where they had like these characters, like showing you how they, we're manipulating the main character of of what to show in his feed. Yeah. And it was like actual people being like, Oh, well, show him this. He's this is usually his downtime. Show him this. He he might be bored. Do this. You know, kind of like the the fake but real feeling things that are happening on your phone. And the thing that got me was like he was really upset about like an ex girlfriend or something. Yeah. And so they're like, Oh, he just searched for his ex girlfriend. He he why don't you send him a notification that she's in a relationship to or get like, him to back get, on to get yes. him back online or like if you in in real life like if you've searched an ex like it knows about it and it's like well you typically don't see their stuff in your feed why don't we put their stuff in your feed yeah so that um you can be engaged on this website more yes and that's that's what we literally do that because we're like we if we post a YouTube video on Facebook we know that Facebook is going to try to redirect people away from that because they don't want you to go on YouTube's platform. They want you to go on Facebook's. Yep. So we know that. So we post an actual video on Facebook, and then we post something separate to YouTube. So we, uh, it's called uploading natively to Facebook. Okay. Because you want the video to be straight on Facebook. Yeah. Because Facebook wins when you stay on Facebook. So we have to like kind of cater to that and like let Facebook win just so we can get our video seen. Yeah. Because and, I discovered my favorite clothing company from an ad. You yeah. discovered like so many of your like favorite things from an ad. Like we build ads because that is a way to get your thing to people that would enjoy your thing. So I'm not saying any of this stuff is bad in practice. How do we build a healthier relationship with it? Mm -hmm. Because um, I don't think a computer in Silicon Valley cares about my mental health. So I have to take responsibility for that. It's also important for me to know, and the gist I got from the documentary was that it was never intended for this right like i don't think mark zuckerberg was like i'm gonna create the end of the world that will ruin everyone's mental health yes like that's not that yeah 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 so that's interesting what i got from, correct me if i'm wrong like what i got the vibe i got from the documentary though because all these big top dogs in silicon valley like that they chose to leave these companies because no one was doing anything about the problem. So Is that right? Yeah. So a lot of them have dedicated their careers to finding the humanity point in technology. I don't know what the correct term for that is, but the main, the main person being interviewed is a guy who goes and does these talks about how like, you know, we have to develop a way to make the good for this. Like it yeah. can't just be, let's make Facebook a million gazillion yeah. dollars off of us. Like it, there has to be a healthier relationship. And only one of the people being interviewed said, delete everything. That was one person said that the rest of them are like, no, I use it. I don't let my kids use it. Yeah. Because or they have certain rules around it. They talk about how, um, the three good rules. I'm probably going to butcher these for kids is don't give them social media until high school because middle school is hard enough. Mm -hmm. Um, do not let them go to bed with their 
devices. Like have a cutoff time. Have a cutoff time and leave them out of the bedroom so that way you can develop healthy separation. Uh, The other one is uh, one that I thought was really interesting. Ask them what they think an appropriate amount of screen time is. Well, and that goes back to like, and I'm a big believer in, and I don't have kids, but I even do this with my students is I'll, if you have a conversation with a kid about what, if they are a part of the decision process for punishment or for um, like a decision like this, or like, for example, I'll ask my students, how much time do you think you need to practice to make this easy for you? And they'll be like, oh, probably like 30 minutes a day. And so I'll be like, awesome. Like, you know, you give them cues for that and you like talk it out with them. But if you, I believe that like, if you have that conversation with the kid and they are a part of the decision-making process, they will respect the rule more Yeah, and will be more likely to follow through with it. And so that goes along with that of like talking to them about like, hey, what do you think is an appropriate amount of time? Like if you told, if you asked me what is an appropriate amount of time, I would say an hour tops. I know like. But that is not what my practice is. But that's not realistic either for what you do. Yes, because I, you, you know, as well as, as I do, like there are times I'll look at my phone, look up and 30 minutes have gone by Mm -hmm. and I'm like, how did that happen? Yeah. So all that to say, I want to, the same way I care about working out, I care about practicing my guitar, I care about taking time to read or write songs, I want to be more diligent on my relationship to social media specifically. Yeah. For the sake of my health, because I think that is a, we are learning how to navigate a world that didn't exist 20 years ago. Yeah. We are in the wild west of this. We are the pioneers of this new culture. Yeah. And the answer isn't get rid of all of it. It's, hey, look out for yourself. How do we adapt with it? Because listen, social media is how I found Brene Brown. I know. Which is, who's excellent for my mental health. I know. It's the same way I found all my favorite bands. Like Mm -hmm. there's no, you can't deny that it changed the world in so many good ways. So give it the credit it deserves. It's the same thing as like, like fast food, like just in moderation, it's delicious. It's such a it's such a personal thing. Yeah. So I would like to uh, list some of the things, some of the specific changes I'm making. Go ahead. So uh, I turned my phone to grayscale because if you if you have an iPhone, I'm sure Androids can do it too. If you change your phone to grayscale, you want to look at it way less. Did Katie do that for you? Uh, she taught me how I could not even do it for you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't even think you know. Google it. <laughs> yeah. No, don't duck, Google duck, it. Go it. So that's the biggest right? change that I made. Uh, I downloaded DuckDuckGo, which is a browser that does not track your actions. So you do not get ads for it. Okay. And I'm sure in all of this, I'm going to learn that I'm wrong on a lot of it. Like we we got a really bad review on our podcast one time because we like obviously don't know what ASMR is. Yeah. Like we're not pretending to be experts in anything. Yeah. So do not follow what we're saying as law. We we're are, just trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out too. Yeah. So Grayscale DuckDuckGo, it is a browser that you can download. It is free, so I'm sure there's a catch somewhere. But it doesn't track your what, what you're on. And it even tells you, hey, Facebook is trying to log your activity right now, but I stopped it. And it is a really great thing. You can download really? it. Yeah. So I what I did was I I removed Safari because you can't delete Safari off off your iPhone. So I moved Safari to a further 
page, so I have to scroll to see Safari, wow. and I put DuckDuckGo in my main bar. So if I want to search something, I click DuckDuckGo, and it's right. a cute little duck, which I love. Um, the other thing is I have logged off of all social media, and I give myself – I make the time I'm looking at social media intentional. So I say, hey, I'm going to do a quick surf. What's my, what's my goal here? Yeah, what am I trying to do? Catch up on everything because – I, what I don't like is, oh, I haven't checked Instagram forever. I have no idea what's going on with any of my friends, et cetera. So I make You sh- don't like that? I don't like that because, uh, y- you know, there are people that, like, I keep up with through social media. Sure. And I think that there is a way to give yourself healthy boundaries to where you're not just like – because it's just – the longer I'm on it, the more likely I am to get bummed out. With yeah. the new Instagram update, when they did the Reels thing, it's basically like they're trying to compete with TikTok. There's way more of a discovery element to it, yeah. which is way more of a rabbit hole. Yeah. So it's basically like, hey, this it's leaning towards a new discovery. So here, all this stuff we think you'd like. And it keeps you on Instagram way longer. Totally. Which is great if that's what you want to do. But I'm not trying to spend three hours a day on Instagram. Yeah. So I log out of everything. And honestly, I notice myself searching Instagram and Facebook by habit so many times a day. But whenever I click on it and I go to, a, oh, I have to log in. That's right. I'm not trying to be on Instagram right now. What are you searching? What do you mean? Like, what do you search? What are you talking about? On Instagram and Facebook. Oh, I just like go through my feed. Or I like, up, like we just uploaded the... You said you search. No, no. Like if I open the app. Okay. And I like when I open the app, it like I'm not logged in, so I'm like, oh, I have to log in now. No, I know you, but you said before that you you were going into those apps and you were going to search something. Okay, then I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, no, I'm because there's a search option in both of those, so I'm like, yeah. are you searching for new material? Are you looking for new things to follow? Like, no. What I mean is, if I'm opening the app, yeah, by habit. I realize, oh, I did not even want to do this. This is just like a reflex I have. Got it. Uh, one of the other main things, all of them said in the documentary, the number one way to bring down screen time is to turn off your notifications because that is those platforms reminding you that they exist and they have something to offer you. I have never had notifications turned on. I think that's good. And I'm not bragging. I just like, it's like I knew that would be a problem for me. Yeah. So the only one I have is Gmail because that, you know. That's your job. That's my job. Like, we have to keep up with all well, that stuff. Well, and here's the thing. Yeah, I don't have notifications on, but I'm still picking my phone up several times a day to go to those apps. Yeah. So that's probably not good either. But I just, like, I obviously am notified with, like, texting and calling, obviously. Yeah. But, like, other than that, I don't, I get the Apple News thing keeps popping know, up and it, I don't like, even have that. I know it like push notifies you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it get, so that's a, if you turn off notifications. Can I turn those off? I guess I, I can. I don't know, yeah. So that's that's my big take. I I just wanted to talk about today. I have been thinking about that documentary so much since I watched it. I feel like I'm it it awoke something in me in that it awoke some change. Some some positive change. Which I is don't, good. Yeah, I don't want to go live out in the woods. But I do want to use these tools to our benefit yeah. in a way that um, I don't have to be wrecked from it. Sure. Thank you for uh, letting us talk about all this stuff. Do you want to – let's end on something that we're super Listen, into so it's not so preachy. I'm being serious. Go At ahead. least a couple of times 
and we joked about it with our friends yesterday, but I do think we should have a little bit of a cleaning segment at one point. <laughs> okay. I've been really into... We're going to go here. Is that okay? That's okay. I've been really into this podcast called Clean With Me. They're about 50 minutes to an hour long, and it's a woman that's just deciding what to clean in her house, talking you through it. She'll even say, like, hey, why don't you do something a little bit more annoying right now? Like, just go clean, like, a window. Or, like, go clean a set of blinds. Go ahead and start a load of laundry. We'll wrap it up at the end of this episode. I listened to three episodes on Friday, got so much done. I listened to five episodes on Saturday. My feet were sore because I was literally on my feet all day cleaning, just like nonstop decluttering. Oh, it was a great time. And I just love cleaning tips because I actually, whenever I get going, I enjoy the process of cleaning. Yeah. I know that about it. It annoys me how much I have to do it in the bathroom, but I get over it because I, I just, man, I, I enjoy a clean space. Yeah. So the podcast Clean With Me is great. Along with that, I've been watching the Home Edit. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. It's like one of the top rated shows right now on Netflix. And it's about organizing, decluttering, editing out your space. And man, that has made me, everything in, in our apartment has a home now. It our is pantry is organized. Like, oh, I, I got so much stuff. I have a gift wrapping station. Man, I did a great job. You did. And here's my quick tip for the day. I already told some friends, but I'll go ahead and tell you guys. Keep a thing of shower cleaner and a scrub brush in the shower. For example, you decide to do a deep cleansing hair mask. It's going to take a good 10 minutes to let that sit. So grab your spray bottle, your scrub brush, and get a couple grooves. When we first started this podcast, you made fun of me because I had a podcast voice. You have a Aaron wants to help you clean voice. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Because you're like, that's like your, if you were a Sims character, that's what your voice would be. Sorry about that. That's what you would sound like. The thing uh-huh. I'm super into, oh, we will do so a cleaning we episode. We will do a cleaning episode at some point. It will be a monologue episode where you are just talking into the microphone Babe, by yourself. I, I'm not kidding. I actually would really want that to happen. And I can't think of a least fun way to spend an hour for me than being a part of that But podcast. I'd love to just promote this woman's podcast. And I literally, I'm just going to carry this microphone around the apartment. And can I just really make it happen? I think that that sounds like a separate podcast to me. And they can like listen to me clean. Yeah, that sounds like, oh, Aaron talks while cleaning. Babe, I'm going to sketch this out. I'm going to do an outline and I'm going to help someone declutter their house. That sounds Great. I will. Is that stealing her idea? Yes. It is but exactly just, theft is what it is. But it's just, what if we just did like a quick like 15 minute burst? Like, I mean, clean... it st- still sounds like theft and you just admitted it on the podcast. I'm going to do exactly what she did, but faster. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. That is kind of rude to steal her idea. Not, not just rude. Unethical, I'd say. And just not good at all. Okay, yeah. so just go listen to the podcast Clean With Me. Yes. I'll share another cleaning tip in no. a few weeks. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the thing I'm super <laughs> into, uh, one of my favorite bands, Flight, just released a new song called Losing You, or uh, and it's really, really good. I think they're a British band, but they're a band I discovered. Have I heard it? Uh, I've let you listen to it. I how, think. Did, how did I react? 
uh, you like them. You were the way I discovered them. You were listening to a playlist while you were cooking dinner, and their song "White Roses" came. Oh on. my word, that song is beautiful. I forget their name is Flight. It's called Flight. I call them for some reason. I want to call them Conrad. No, that's good. I mean, maybe their name should be Conrad. Uh, okay, but the the song is beautiful it feels like it's always existed and that's my favorite compliment is that like something feels timeless and still so new you know uh that other song though that i found is beautiful by them too i I recommend looking i would say if you've never listened to that band white roses is the song but losing you is also really really good and it just came out but another thing algorithm social media like that is how i found one of my favorite bands we're dying to get on some playlists. We're di- come on, guys. Come on, Spotify. Algorithm. Pick us up. <sighs> okay, this was really helpful for me. This felt like therapy to me because I could say all these things that I've been thinking about the last And you've few got days. some goals. Do you feel less sad and down in the dumps? Yes, absolutely. Wow, my goodness. Absolutely. That's. I'm really glad you figured it out. Yeah. Okay, I love you. You've, Let's go clean. <laughs> you figured it out because of social media. Yeah. LOL, LOL, Isn't that funny? LOL.